everybody we are back this week for this week's episode of the big gold belt podcast i'm sitting around a table of three lovely gentlemen that will be first i'm gonna save the biggest star for last uh, star with quotation marks around it because mr bauer right now is surely gonna have a lot to say but for starters let's start off with my man damien my man damien salty g is back on the show this week what's up brother What's going on, everybody? Good to be back. A lot of uh, NXT shenanigans, and apparently uh, Heel Will is uh, feuding with everybody on Twitter. So, yeah, let's have fun with that. <laughs> and Mr. Silly Sellers, Marcellus himself, is back this weekend. What's up, dude? Man, what's going on? Just a little tell a side story. I didn't even tell anybody this. I wanted to catch you guys by surprise. The reason why I was out for a couple of weeks, um, not only just getting back to work with school year and everything, um, I had shingles. I had the shingles at 32, man. It wasn't as bad as it could have been, but uh, it definitely caught me off guard. And I think it had to do with the flu shot. Um, So it's it's, the shingles is real, Um, but all good now, all cleared up now. I didn't have to miss work or anything, but definitely had to put me on early bed nights, you know, sometimes. But on a good note, my wife's uh, show got renewed for season two. Also, you know, hey. I just literally talked. I was just literally thinking about that. We definitely have to talk about that on top, but definitely while we're at it, just for, for sure, plug that show right now. I'm um, in the premise of it for all the listeners. You know, this is a big media platform for all things besides wrestling. So, absolutely uh, plug her show again one more time. So, definitely, um, for those that haven't watched it yet, the first 10 episodes on Netflix, Our Family Reunion, it's a family show that if you want to think about the good classic family shows that go back to like Family Matters or Fresh Prince of Bel Air or Sister Sister, uh, this falls in that atmosphere. Um, it was one of the highly rated in the shows on the family category on Netflix. Um, and it's only halfway done the season. The next show will come out December 8th, I think, which will be a Christmas episode. And the remaining nine episodes of season one, which is 20 episodes total, will be in January. Um, and the show did good results that they're going to start filming season two this December. Um, so look out for it. Um, the show did very well. Stars Tia Maori. Um, my wife was definitely a big part of the show. Um, and actually, she got a promotion that she's going to be an associate producer for next season. So um, this is big news. So if you have Netflix, definitely take a look at Family Reunion. Um, it's definitely a great show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we're going to need those screeners uh, sent our way ASAP so we can make sure we got gotcha. those reviews for that. Um, but well, this guy's typically nicknamed Hot Take Hill Will, but today <laughs> I have just promoted him to Chernobyl Hill Will oh. because this dude is <laughs> nuclear <laughs> right now. Nuclear <laughs> heat. Hill Will Mody, what's up, dude? <laughs> what is up? It has been a crazy 24 hours for yours truly, and I don't even feel like I've even felt most of this. Because something told me last night when I went to bed. Something told me to mute a thread before I went to bed. So I muted it. 
And then I woke up and found my name all over the timeline anyway. So <laughs> these things happen. NXT folks, these folks that are into NXT, they 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 got some opinions, some mm. opinions. And mm-hmm. if you don't share them, they don't like it. <laughs> so we have a lot to get into today, folks. I hope everyone's having a good week. It's 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 all good. It's all in good fun. And hey, it's 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 wrestling, man. We are in a hot time with with a war on the horizon, supposedly, and a. It's going to be some interesting weeks ahead, and we are just going to break it down one at a time. But I'm glad to be here, guys. Hope everyone's having a good time. Right on. Yeah, we got a lot of things to talk about before we get into our discussions for tonight. Let's definitely get over and uh, discuss um, a little bit of our our partnerships and people we work with. First of all, thank you for everyone who's taking time to uh, watch uh, my previews for each and every episode of Wild Winter Wrestling Season 2. Uh, which you can find on the YouTube channel. Now, there will not be a preview this weekend because WoW's actually having live uh, uh, live tapings this week at the Belasco Theater. So they'll be having, um, they, they had a show last night and they're having a show uh, tonight, uh, which uh, because of the time difference is, uh, it's, wait, 6, 8, now, oh, it's actually going to be starting about an hour and 30 minutes from, wait, did I count that right? 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30. Oh, yeah, now, an hour from now, sorry, we're just recording about 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, so they will not be having um, uh, a, a new episode, episode four, I believe, that we're going to be getting into uh, this Saturday because they're having live uh, they're having live events this weekend. So next weekend we'll be reviewing the next episode, so definitely stay tuned for that and definitely make sure you check out uh, WOW each and every week on Access TV on Saturday night. Um, also, too, we got some local shows going on this weekend. Um, first off, uh, well, first off, uh, we have a Primal Conflict, which is going to be Sunday, September 22nd. This show, Unleashed, which is going to be having a plethora of people that work through all out this area, including Brush um, Hour, Logan Easton LaRoe. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you, you step over to PrimalConflictWrestling.com to get um, all your news and information about upcoming shows and past shows. And also now you also can watch their um, live shows on TV 10. So again, you want to step over to the website so that you can see that. And what other show did I say was happening this weekend? Says, Oh, I forgot. Forget about the other show. And also we have uh, MCW and future of honor. They'll be having Future of Honor 2, which is going to be happening Friday at the MCW Arena. You obviously can find information about that at ROHWrestling.com and at MCWWrestling.com, where you can see all of the new signees for Ring of Honor, as well as MCW graduate, MCW graduates, MCW current um, students still working Still working through the ropes, but obviously getting opportunities, which is really big for them, getting opportunities working through Future of Honor. So you can definitely get to see uh, the next stars of the future that's coming through the ROH pipeline. Tons of talent out there. So you definitely want to make sure you check that out there. Um, That cover everything? Yep. I think so. Sounds, Sounds good. All right. I feel like I talk too damn much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a talk show, so I would think you have to talk. That's right. That is That's allowed. Right. That's right. But I got, I got, I got you guys. So as long as I got you guys, we'll, we'll be good. Well, I really want to say that a lot of what we've been covering here, I, I don't even know if I said this on the last episode, but a lot of in which we've been covering 
in these last couple of weeks here, I feel like have been really great discussions because a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, and of course, this is not no like no uh, uh, we knew it first type of or you know we got the scoop type of thing. I just think we just have really good intelligent conversations and discussions here. Uh, with all of us having no- prior knowledge in all different areas and so forth, and we bring it to the table here and we lay it out. But it is really interesting to see that a lot of the things we've really been talking about has really been coming to fruition with NXT. And finally, NXT has went live um, on the USA Network. And in case you didn't hear last week's episode, um, they did an hour on USA Network, and they did mm-hmm. an hour on the WWE Network. And apparently... It's only going to be for the first two weeks, so we're one week down next week because of the fact that Soups, uh, a hot show on USA Network, will be at the conclusion of its series. So, booking issues, so that's why they had to split it up. So, I guess we should be looking forward to having it run for two hours straight up on USA Network. Um, And I thought, you know, just initially when... The the first uh, well, I ain't gonna say it been yet because it was live, but when Triple H first introduced the show, uh, it was exciting. Everything that led up to this moment was exciting because from all of our different experiences in the past of seeing some of these people work on the on the indie scenes and you know just wanting the opportunity, and then you know we obviously want to see our our friends and 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 people who are fans of get to the highest upper echelon. Uh, and 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 being on the main roster and doing everything to this fullest potential, and it was a time where we, I think, we all could have said that NST had so much talent that we did not think they were going to get an opportunity to showcase who they are. But here we are, 2019. NST is live across the world for people to see, and sure, did they make a statement with night one? Do you guys agree at least with that? I definitely agree. Um, it just came to the point where, like you said, it's been how many years now since NXT started? Twenty fifteen when it went to the to network. Is that right? When when, did, when was the first year when they started? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe a year and a half before that, or so. Year and a half before that. Just maybe, the fact yeah. that they worked so long, so hard, and so long just to build their own, you know, their own product, and and watching it, it's like. It made me think about when ECW first debuted, I think, was it Tuesday night? Um, when it debuted, that was supposed to be the three wrestling nights in the week with Monday being Raw, Friday being SmackDown, and ECW had this moment. And at first, it seemed like a, a big brand on its own. To me, this seemed bigger than that. Um, and for NXT to become their own brand, the yellow brand, um, it comes to fruition. And even once I can bring up another question when it comes to this, would the draft be NXT involved too with Raw and SmackDown or is it just Raw and SmackDown? I think NXT can really have their own draft with it too if they want to add that third element to it but I just thought it was a, a huge progress, a huge stepping stone to see the excitement of that product being on TV and a perfect perfect comparison if you want to compare it to AEW how that come in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, good for the full cell people for being out there in full attendance and bringing the energy. Um, I've I, I seen a lot of the the usuals that are there, but also peeped around the crowd and saw a lot of new faces. So it did look like a lot of people made the travel and they packed that arena. Um, I, I think more. I, well, I don't think I can see more seats are clearly um, was set up for this. So, um, you know, as far as just the production aspect that we knew they were going to cover. 
um, being able to just, you know, shift things a little bit more to 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 uh, provide a, a larger capacity. I think mm-hmm. everything about the status of what NXT is, they stayed true to it, but obviously made sure that was a good presentation for maybe the people that have seen it for the first time ever. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, part of what they really needed to do last night for the first episode on USA, in my mind, was they needed to introduce new viewers to who these characters are for mm-hmm. up till now that show has been exclusively on you know wwe network and the takeover specials have been on there and occasionally you've had people show up you know on the main roster come and go in and out like that and of course people eventually graduating up there but it's never just been available where you could flip on the tv and there it is so right. a big part of what i think they did right last night is you had little vignettes either introducing people like Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream or putting over, this is why these two guys are having a match. Here's some footage about why these two are feuding. Just little, you know, starter pieces that if you were tuning in last night for the very first time and had never seen NXT before, it at least gave you some bearings as to what this show is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the really strong things they did that they could have quickly, easily have overlooked them. Like, oh, everybody knows. No, everybody doesn't know. You, you got to kind of this show kind of needed to be an appetizer to start a new era of NXT. And I think it did a pretty solid job of that. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can I ask one question? We'll just bounce back off of that. So yeah. what, what, in, in reading some reviews and I agree with you 100 percent, but in reading some reviews, some of the pundits said that a bad thing about NXT and it's not even that bad. It was too many hype videos. Would you agree that it was too many hype videos hell, for hell this type no. of show? I, I I I don't agree. Just just playing yeah, devil's no. advocate. I don't. I, those yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. And because it's it's quite simply, those hype videos were not for us. Those are for the people right. that don't know. But and they're right. on USA now. It's a totally different show. And heck, and even just that. Even if you have watched NXT on the network, they brought last night when it moved over to the network for the second hour, they brought in Imperium. They brought in a bunch of the UK guys. If you don't watch NXT UK, you don't know who they are. So you you got to have stuff like that. You got to have stuff like that. Exactly. And I like the fact that they did that because they did not leave anything to assumption. I mean, Damian Priest. I've been wondering when we were going to see him. I've been wondering what the moniker or, or the gimmick was going to be. Well, right. I mean... I can't get the full set each weekend, or maybe I don't have the internet to just read results right. from, you know, live tapings. And yeah, sure, he's, you know, he's been on an NST show, but like, was it enough for me to understand who he is? That 10 second video explained exactly what I should be looking forward to. And mm-hmm. that I appreciate 100%. And now I feel more and more confident when I hear blah, 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 is going to go to NST. Well, it seems like now, instantly, we're going to start getting people short videos to say, like, this person's here. This is what this person is about. This is what you can expect from this person. And then eventually it'll be implemented in. But, like, again, with Damian Priest, I'm automatically invested. I'm like, oh, that seems pretty cool. Like, and and, and, like, and it's kind of chilling hearing him talk, you know, uh, voiceover what's happening to like, that's that's good, and I think that it's absolutely needed. I, I don't even know how anybody can see anything negative about that, <laughs> like for real. 
But you know, those are, pro- people, those people are probably, probably the same matches. people. Those are probably the same people who are complaining about there being commercials during matches. It's like, guess what, buddy? Uh, I'm pretty sure AEW is going to have commercials too on TNT. It's just kind of the nature of the beast when you're on cable TV. It is what it is. <laughs> Let me ask a question to the everybody really quick. Uh, do you think the match order for the USA Network debut was the right order? Mm. That's I, a very good question. I, I love the I loved the opener. I yes. loved the opener with the ladies, and I loved it for a couple reasons. One, of course, I mean those ladies, all four of them can go. Great action. None of them were holding back. The big thing, though, I think that was great about that opener is you had four women in there with four very distinct personalities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gimmicks. They were all different. You had Little Candice LeRae as like the plucky underdog that's really lovable. You had Io Shirai as the killer heel who's just like cold and calculating. You had Mia Yim with the street savvy and like the swagger that she brings to things. And then you had Bianca Belair who's like the blue chip athlete and got to do all her power spots. All four of them stood out in their own way. And I think that was very calculated and incredibly smart on their part for that match. Not only that, just in addition, both for the women and the men's side, you spotlighted all your top players in one hour that showed storylines. So, for example, you had your four chasers who were chasing after the title. And then when we saw the number one contender, you saw them go face to face with your title holder. And I was watching with my wife and she never seen NXT. So it's like all the answers or all the questions she had for answers got answered in that first 20 to 30 minute segment for the women. And then even for the men's side, even though that is your second tier title, you know, you still saw all your mega players as the big stable that where you have uh, Undisputed Era, well, everybody having titles where you showcase your tag titles at that time, mm-hmm. whoever has the world title for NXT at that time. And then you have a change of a great story match between Roderick Starr and Velveteen Dream that you see you have two of your, you know, second tier. So you, you showed your levels all at the same time within one hour. Um, and you did it with the women first and the men second. So I agree. I, I like the match order. You, you know, you know what I got to say about that. If I had no no difference, I I wouldn't have said that the Roger Strong and Velveteen was second anything because it was uh, legit the only championship that I seen being defended. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. if I'm thinking debut show, it must be a big deal. And you know, considering uh, considering the investment they put into the Velveteen's character, I. Must, you know, even even being completely blatantly ignorant, I must assume he's a big deal. I mean, he he might be the only. He, I think he is the only person who had a vignette, but yet wrestled. So, mm-hmm. and he was a champion, and he lost in a bad way, which every wrestling fan or uh, or past wrestling fan loves a story like that. Loves seeing you know the bad guys do bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you know the Velveteen gimmick, uh, the Velveteen gimmick, the the look, his physique, everything draws a lot of eyes. And on top of that, he's African American with a championship, which is mm-hmm. also a really big thing. Everything just worked about that for me to not ever think like this is second tier to what, <laughs> to what exactly. So um, I I really think that they did a good job of to strictly answer uh, Damian's question. I think the match order was good. Um, I thought that the, the, the ladies absolutely brought the energy and I thought the title match absolutely 
made a clear distinction of what you can expect uh, for future uh, NXT live shows. I thought it was a brilliant match, and uh, it's very, very good. Roger Strong, watching them for years, um, never, never, ever upsets. The chemistry between him and Velveteen was is 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 like is 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 so underrated. I was almost assuming I was going to see a lot more people talk about it, but ups and downs. But, but, but beyond the story and the wrestling, it was just a solid match to end that first hour period. Mm-hmm. Also, also I got to say too, Hulu, Hulu, excuse me, uh, also cut that Cameron Grimes match out, and they also cut that Zali and Pete Dunne match out. So basically, the glorified out. squash match just got yes. cut out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and that was my, that was probably my only, probably tweak of it was I wouldn't have had the Cameron Grimes match on. I would have swapped it probably for the Pete Dunn match. If you're going to do something where there's a dominant guy or mm-hmm. that you want to put something behind, I don't think your first show out the gate, your buffer match between those two bookends. Mm-hmm. Is Cameron Grimes? No. <laughs> so I don't. I, that's just me. As you know, I've never been a Trevor Lee Cameron Grimes guy anyway. But just you had Pete Dunne go to the 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 network hour. If you want to make Pete Dunne a big deal for the networks, why not put him in the first hour? What are you trying to do for Cameron Grimes? Also, there's a win here because um I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, but um the uh, who Pete Dunn face is from Evolve. Ruas. Yes. Ruas. Mm-hmm. That is a win, sir. That is a win for you being well, part of that show. I think that's that, okay. Yeah, and then Sean Maluda's on Evolve also, so that 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 does make yeah. sense. Sean Maluda's on Evolve, but yeah. it was still a squash for that much. Put <laughs> put uh, Rome Mendoza back on. I like seeing him get squashed after he does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fair Get the Latino enough. community out there. You know, we like to watch <laughs> NXT. You know, it's okay. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> it may, hey, it may be a sign that they have like some big plans for Cameron Grimes putting him on that hour on USA instead of putting him on the network. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I guess Has we'll have to, be, to see uh, what they got planned. But if anything, that might be a little bit of a tell there. Why of all people did he get that that showcase on USA of all of one move? Right I guess now. we'll have to keep our eyes peeled in the weeks to come. Yeah, let's 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 continue to deep deep uh deep deep dive deep yeah deep dive in this show because there's a lot to bring up here. Obviously, Leo Rush returning. Also, too, Oni Larkin is so over in full sale. It is mm-hmm. ridiculous, and it's sad that the 205 run in the stand and rest in peace to 205 Live. I would assume soon. Um, that he didn't get as much love as he said because the dude is brilliant in the ring, like absolutely brilliant. But that and that his and Leo Rush match was really good. Leo Rush returning, I think a lot of people came out on social media, um, cornering with him about his ups and downs and struggle. Obviously, Morrow made it very clear that he's had some um, issues as well too. Uh, but the big thing to take out of this is that the the, the cruiserweight championship. Well, besides them saying Leo Rush has returned to NST, the cruiserweight championship. Uh, was was uh, was was a pivotal point of this match. It's being stated as as if, as we kind of assume that it will be an NXT. Yes. Thus, meaning two or five live is going to at some point RP. But again, now that we're here, is this the right thing to do? 
Yes, I'm. I'm because since I've been an avid 205 live guy, uh, mm. I think having it absorbed into NXT was what they should have done in the first place, mm-hmm. because the Cruiserweight Classic created so much goodwill for for that division at full sale for the tournament. It made sense to just absorb to start it off in NXT to kind of build them up as these cruiserweights and then inevitably move them up to main roster spots when, let's be real, a lot of them aren't really 205, where they become major players on main roster runs. You know, people like Ali, Cedric, they're trying it with Humberto now, uh, Gulak, for instance, Buddy Murphy, even though he was never 205, let's be honest here. But (laughs) he was like maybe 235, but never 205. Well, just, just... Starting it there would have been a better tactic. And I think maybe, what, three years later, they finally see the folly of that action to say, well, let's just bring them back to an intimate location, build Mm -hmm. them up to an audience, and then we'll start showing vignettes when we want to move them up to the main roster. So I think it's a good idea instead of giving another, not another lower card title, but just having another different change of pace. You know, you have the you have the heavyweight championship on NXT. You got the North American championship. You got the women's belt, and now you have a fourth title, a cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. to build NXT to make this a more viable brand. I think it's a great idea. And logistically, mm-hmm. if you think about just a two-hour show, they need that extra time fillers anyway, because you don't want to yes. kill it with commercials and promos all the time. You want to keep it as you did for your first show. It's mm-hmm. all action. It's like all gas, no breaks. Um, but it was great to have that action. And once again, like you said, I, I agree. Just to have that extra spot or extra division in there will just help with that time management. Yeah, and again, I just want to reiterate that, um, you know, minus the commercials and minus a few matches, Hulu gets this down to an hour. So um, no matter how you're viewing it, uh, I think that a solid hour of wrestling is right in front of your eyes and if you're watching it on live on usa network i think for the two hours which is probably going to scoop down to about an hour 45 of content um you're definitely getting your bang for your buck and adding the cruise weight is just a absolute plus for sure and they won't be segregated like barney world is over and <laughs> i'm very very much happy about that um what else I wanted to bring up with this too? Oh shoot! Let me let me let me take a quick little detour here. We're talking about NXT. So everybody in NXT all of a sudden has merch. How? Oh God! Goddamn lazy! <laughs> if you want to call that merch, that ain't merch. <laughs> How goddamn lazy has? I mean, come on! Like real quick, y'all. Like just comments or who have you seen that you just literally had to smack your yourself in the face like are you serious all of them <laughs> the, the, okay. the vast majority I, I think they might have uh, had a situation this summer where triple h and steph's kids were were had a day off from something and they had nothing to do <laughs> so they set them up with a laptop like in the dining room and they're like make some shirts make some designs for the nxt crew and they made all of them in like an afternoon and that's what we got <laughs> plastered out there the other day because about that much effort was put into about 75 shirts that were dropped all at once. Mm. Was anything good? Anything? Not that I saw. Not that I not that I had. Uh and are they are they going for regular price too? Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> Just start at least, I'm sure. 
<laughs> well, they they can do their Christmas promos, you know, buy one get one dollar, I guess, you know. But you know. and those will be the dollar shirts. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to cut my Tegan Knox shirts for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I was like, eee. Uh, but let's yeah. be. But honestly, WWE's T-shirt division or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's been really lazy over the past what year and a half. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's been struggling for a while. I gotta true. say, ever since Balor been out of the main title picture, it's kind of went downhill because all have been Finn Balor shirts for a while was doing really, really good. And I think <laughs> at some point they're just like, eh, you know, yeah, well, oh yeah. Especially when they start coming out with those Fourth of July shirts, I was like, oh, oh my God, no, like. Let's just stop that there. Um, another thing, which I was kind of talking about in the beginning of the show, too, how we knew that at some point they was going to have to feature that Keith Lee and uh, and Dijak. Dominic. Yeah. Dij- uh, he's going to have to. What is he open. now? Is he Dijakovic again or Dijakovic? Yep. Which one is it? Yeah, Dijakovic. Okay. I, I just call him Dijak. Because you're going yeah. to shorten his name at one point. Just call him Dijak. Like, yeah. But say will- forever. It just needs to be Dijak. That's yeah. it. It will be Dijak at some point. <laughs> I think when he first came out too, they actually used his like his uh his government name at one they point. They did. Too. So they did. Yeah, he's 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 going through the swirls of NST. But yeah, I knew like I kind of was saying last week, like they have to make a statement with that match, and that match is going to be happening next week as it should. Um, yeah, definitely take away the factors of like you know people may not know who they are, but yes, adding the vignette to saying who these big mammoths are and what they can do. Stay tuned next week. I'm loving it. I think that's the right move, absolutely, for them to do. Um, and I, I, I really think they made a really good job of distinguishing who's our heels, who are baby faces, who are fan favorites, who are people you should check out, who you should be invested with. I think they did everything like absolutely stellar um, as far as this first show. I really nothing to complain. Will I'll be getting to you in like one second? Don't worry. <laughs> no, you, he's chomping at the bit. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna let you put a stamp right on this one. Last thing I'm gonna say that I'm giving y'all the floor, and I don't want to hear. It. I don't want. I don't want no silence. Y'all, I, I, I need that same energy like we had mm-hmm. online. The last thing I got to say is the main event being the street fight between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. I think it was absolutely the right call to do because I think of all the people that we've seen wrestle this first uh, hour on USA Network, first hour on um, on the WWE Network. Matt Riddle is the most popular name there. For the uncommon viewer. Now, would I have put him on the USA hour? No, because no. I, for all the reasons I said about why that Velveteen match made sense. But if you were able to get people to get over to the network and then you're able to have these combat sports fans or just avid WWE fans, we all know that Matt Riddle is probably going to be one of the biggest stars in WWE at some point. Like the rocket ship needs to be getting sparked right now and the guy needs to be taken off and then making sure that he's in that main event picture and him being able to utilize his complete arsenal of skills and taking it straight to the streets and working with somebody as mammoth as killian day only poses the how i really hate to say this but how freaking legit wrestlers can be when you mm-hmm. unleash the balls on them, so that we get this word fake completely out the window for people who's never seen wrestling and realize that these two people are real deals. And no matter if you don't know Killian Dane, by looking at him, you must know that he is some. Um, matter of fact, his his a uh, new promo. I think I think that's a new video, right? His interest video. 
either way, that that makes a statement to who he is. And Matt Riddle, if you've seen him all in the UFC, or if you heard Dana White talk about him for a long time, or his <laughs> dislike for Dana White for a long time, you know, no matter what, that this guy uh, was one of the best light heavyweights or heavyweights, I forget, um, in the UFC at the time. So, like, it's a real deal. And I think comparing them two together and seeing them work and having all the other people get into the mix, too, I think it was the right call. I absolutely like the fact that that was the main event, the last thing to um, to send off for the show for the weekend, uh, for the night, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, that's legit all I got about NXT. Uh, if you guys got anything, get in there. But, Will, you know, when you're ready to warm it up, just, just do what you got to do. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I do have one quick thing, though. I do have one quick thing, though. And, and once again, I know this is a minor touch, but is this the last that we see Velveteen on NXT? Oh, I forgot mm. about that. I, I don't think so. I know. I don't know. I was I was thinking about that. I think he may be draft ready because you showed you showcased him. He drops the belt, and you have a big draft coming up on SmackDown. Yeah, I forgot about that. I absolutely was thinking that uh, this morning when I was trying to get stuff together. I think he may be making his way towards that draft. I I, I would say it's not out of the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. but by that same token, I don't think. You feature him that heavily in the first episode just to yank him out of there. Mm-hmm. I think he's and I think he is a featured top guy in NXT going forward. And probably the main idea was let's get him in a chase position without a belt. And if anything, maybe they move him into going after Adam Cole. You know, I he was North American champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was not. He was North American champion. He was not mm-hmm. NXT champion. So there's right. still stuff you can do there with him. And if you're going to feature him on the first show, I don't think you do that just to have him get cherried pick all of like two weeks later and move to SmackDown or something. Gotcha. Um, before we get into anything else. So since it happened, the, the ratings dropped today. So we know the big question was, what would NXT on USA actually do? What would it pull off? So the verdict is in. It pulled in 1.179 million viewers, nearly nearly doubling the viewership of that time period one year ago on USA. Interestingly enough, the second to last episode of Suits that aired after it only pulled 9,555. It beat out Suits. That's damn good. I think that for them is a huge feather in their cap and should make USA pretty damn happy and put them on some pretty solid ground heading in to the weeks ahead that they can be like, Hey, we beat out your big show. That's finishing. That's like one of your big things that you had on this site. Yeah, we did better than that. So I think that'll help them a ton. The big question now is come next week. Does the number stay the same? Does it go up? Does it go down? And then of course, in two weeks, once AEW comes on the scene, what happens with the number? Does it go up? Does it go down? What does AEW do in relation to this? Can AEW pull a million? As far as it stands right now, the kind of the, my gut feeling right now, not seeing, of course, we don't know what happens next week till I see if it goes up or down. If you're asking me tonight, I see AEW coming in at like about 750,000, I think. That's just my I think gut. you can get a meal. I think you can get a meal. On week one? On week one. Well, I'll take that back. So, I take, let me you take think it could back. be a split, a million each? I, I think it's going to be a split million each, but in this area, it's going to be really interesting to see because a lot of us in this area are going to the open is going to the opening show, which may affect the ratings because mm-hmm. the uh, by us going to the show is going to make it a more impactful event in this area. 
Um, so that's just going to be interesting. Yeah, that's just, you know, my gut feeling, seeing where it came in at. So that was the whole question, would it do a million? It did a million. So to me, the most interesting part of all was suits getting beat out. That, <laughs> that I think, I think that helps them a ton as far as USA will be like, no, we're happy to have NXT on Wednesday nights. Right. Well, uh, let me just put my quarantine suit on really quick. Oh, uh, it's going to get uh-oh. messy in here. <laughs> <laughs> Will, what the uh-oh. hell is going on online, dude? What is happening? We need the host. We need the whole scoop in case anybody has not been on Twitter. Can I set the stage for him really quick? Yeah, please go. Get it, go get it. Okay. No, I'm done, Damien. I'm done. And the reason, okay, tonight. so for those who are listening here on, on Big Gold Bell Podcast, Will is the hot take guru of this show. If you needed a guy to be not even just contrarian, not even to be just a different point of view, we would turn to Will. <laughs> but in the span of 24 hours or thereabouts, Will has become, like in his name, a heel. But not just any heel. Not an X-Pac. Not, a, not, not one of those heel heats go away. Not a, Eva Marie. That Eva Marie go away. He's reached Baron Corbin-esque. Heel levels, if not worse, 1970s heel where people literally want to take him and do things to his physically and bodily harm. And there's a quick reason for this. And the one reason for this, which makes no sense to me because I'm an objective person, is because he just thought that the announcer, the one we all love, all of us (laughs) NXT guys, Mauro Ronaldo, avid sports guy, boxing play-by-play guy and the voice of nxt hashtag mama mia not the musical he should be toned down not just a smidge a smidge and yet people and and i got people on my side on twitter saying your co-host does know what he's talking about he's a casual so let me just defend (laughs) Will really quick before he goes let me go defend will really quick before he goes and eviscerates people in his own way (laughs) <laughs> Will's not a casual. I understand where he's coming from, and you'll hear his point of view in a second. It's just a smidge, folks. He doesn't hate Moro Manalo. Calm the hell down. Yeah, Go ahead, Will. <laughs> At no point have I said I hate, hate anybody on that damn show. It ain't that damn serious, folks. Please. The part that kills me is this. This has been a talking point for me and a number of people online. I would say, I think since back to last summer. Yes, it's been it's been an ongoing talking point that a large number of us of us would like to see Morrow reeled in a little bit, not a ton, just a little bit. Just calm down on the forced pop culture references. Yes, calm down on the constant uh, on the screaming. That's the two biggies: the screaming and the cringy pop culture references that are just. It doesn't come across as natural. It comes across. Like you've spent a week preparing for the show with a sheet of paper and writing down, like, <laughs> here are 50 ways I can work Prince into this Velveteen Dream match. And then when Velveteen Dream comes out, I am going to read off all 50 of these. It doesn't come across as natural. It comes across as awkward. It comes across as forced. He can do them. Dial it back some. That's all I'm saying. That's all anybody is saying. It's just reel it in. When... I've I've known Mauro Ronaldo's work from back in the days of doing Pride, 
from Pride Fighting Championships. And I loved him doing Pride Fighting Championships. I've seen, and to this day, heck, he still does boxing. He does MMA on the side. If you watch Mauro Ronaldo call a boxing match or an MMA fight, he is not that oh damn over the top as he is on NXT. It is a very different call. People telling me, oh, he's like this all the time. No, he isn't. He isn't. Heck, even when he was doing SmackDown, he was not like this. There's something about him doing NXT where it's like all the restrictions are off and it's like he loses judgment and it's just, I'm going to get in all my shit in. It's, just, it's the craziest indie, indie match you've ever seen, folks. Morrow's going to get his shit in. So that's all we're saying. Dial it back some. <laughs> I'm not the only one thinking this. There's plenty of people thinking this. We've been talking about it for a long time. And just for some reason last night, making a comment about it, it blew up. But, uh, heck, you can go back in my darn timeline. This isn't anything new we've been talking about. And whoever this fool is over in the U.K., I'm not going to use his name because I don't want to give him any damn publicity. But I'm going to say something real quick. If you got to go back three years in my timeline trying to dig out that I said Morrow should be doing all the shows three years ago in 2016, yeah, that's great. You had to go back three years to make it an argument against me. Guess what? I can change my opinion about somebody's work within three years. Get over yourself, dude. If that's the best you got, you got nothing. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, dropped was, the Mike Pipe Bomb. That was I'm like saying. a that was like a Nick Gage match, real quick. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of it's, Nick Gage, I would go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. It's, it's, it's just funny to me because it's like this ain't it's not like last night the first time anyone's been talking about this. People are people turn on Morrow on his first show. People have been talking about this for months. If you in a bubble and you haven't seen it, that's fine. But I know plenty of people that mm-hmm. this has been a, a, a had back talking sure. about. Yeah. So that's all. That's all. It's just interesting how things can like blow up online when it's not even anything new. But <laughs> I, I will say this: like a lot of popcorn pop culture references they make i get them but also like really some of them are really over the top like some of them are reaches too like yeah i i do feel like some of them are like ray yeah Lorray. come on dude no come on um but again i think when he calls showtime for boxing a1 like him and a Dante Wilder match is like a match made in heaven for me <laughs> because it's just it's 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 just absolutely Dante is a wild dude in the ring and you put Morrow calling his his punches is a one but again it's not filled with so many Drake analogies and so many other little things you know what I mean but you know I, I guess it's just it, it's it's for to each his own I mean again like. It's nothing wrong with liking what you like and don't like what you like. I reaching back three years, I it's, I shouldn't have said the word reach because that was absolutely a reach for him to do. <laughs> go with that like right now, I'm looking at the tweet, Will, and forgive me for reading it on air. All you said was, "Please get Vince involved in NXT on USA just to tone Morrow way hell down." Yo, and it. It, kill, it kills me that that one word, that way the hell down was left out. It's like of all the times I'd want to edit button, not to delete this thing. It kills me that that one word's missing. It's a typo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you know it. what? Like, tone him down. That's all Tone I'm him saying. down. That's it. And I think it's because you said the sacrilegious NXT word of Vince. Uh-huh. That's right. what someone else mentioned to me today, too. It's like, if you hadn't said Vince, it probably wouldn't have, like, riled people up so bad. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Folks be tripping. Ain't no one saying Morrow doesn't do a good job. Just, just, just chill out. My God, it's wrestling commentary. It's wrestling commentary we're talking about. That's it. My God. 
And, and I'll say this. In between the women's match, after the women's match, he definitely calmed down the rest of the show. The, the women's match, he was kind of going off the rails. And that's when I made that tweet. And then after mm-hmm. that, I was like, okay, I think he kind of chilled out. He got some of it out of his system or something. Maybe he was, maybe he was amped up because it was the first match of the show and he was ready to go. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll see what he does next week. Personally, give me Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph's my guy right now. As far as the WWE announcer crew goes, that mm-hmm. dude is smooth as silk. That's my oh, right now. Also, too, like I really think that Nigel is really good too, and I think mm-hmm. that when the more and more uh, Morrow gets into uh, into his pop culture references, Nigel is also more and more awkward because he doesn't know how to respond. It's legit, like me talking DC lingo to somebody that lives in California. You're not going to understand what I'm saying if mm-hmm. I'm just saying ja this and ja that and son that, and you're just like, huh? What do you mean? You know what I mean? So it's just like, imagine having to do a job with somebody being cohesive when one person's talking from the West Coast and one person's talking from the East Coast. It's gonna cause some. It's gonna cause some moments like that. So considering that they are a team, and there's any bit of awkwardness, that means someone is absolutely overdoing it at a point. But again, now this is this is not a uh, like bashing a guy or saying anything bad. But like you know, at the same time, like if you like something, you like it. You don't, you don't. And there's a story. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, we I think we're good. We're in a safe zone. Uh. <laughs> good. Everyone, good. everyone can take their their, their uh, hazmat their, their off. Hazmat yeah. suits off. There you go. But will before you take yours off, just remember nothing on the internet is ever deleted. Um, and I didn't go and delete nothing. I stand by that. That's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, it man. just cracked right. me up about the casual remark where it was like, oh, he's a casual. I'm like, well, <laughs> let me jump in there real quick. And to be honest, the guy who said one of the guys who said that is one of my best friends out here in Texas. So him and I have been yeah. having a discussion off air yeah. And, yeah. and he understands now. So hey, I, I was able to, you know, come to come on the show, man. Any, anybody's welcome to get on the show. man. If he wants to go on the show, he wants to talk some wrestling. Let's do it. There's, there won't be no ganging up or anything like that. It's an open forum. Speak how you feel and stand to it. You know, that's but what I'm, we do. But I'm with Will. Like, I, I, there's just reaching for pop culture references mm-hmm. to even where I'm thinking, really? Did you have to put that one in there? Come yeah, on. like the Lizzo one for me, like how Lizzo. Yeah, that is, lost me. The Lizzo was, one lost me. Man, I was like, oh, yeah, she has one song. But if, 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 if you think she's shooting up the charts, then, or taking over the scene, whatever he said, then, okay, your perspective. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no. When you talk about Lil Nas, yeah, that's a different story. But like Lizzo, one song, that's the end of that. Uh, but yeah, another thing I was gonna say is too with NST going live. There's a there's a lot of wins here, but for losses, I have to say that for the full sale people who gets out there and they get to record their you know their spoilers or their updates or whatever they call them and stuff like that well hey and now we all watch it live so you have now there's no need for people to be doing that because i definitely saw people in the crowd i was wondering like how in the world are you legit tweeting or texting at a first live event there as if everyone else is not watching and you automatically knew that people were looking to like add commentary or like Maybe they're usual of saying, like, here's the conclusion of this match. Let me get it out there. Like, that job is no longer relevant now because it's live. So all the the the, the whole, like, camaraderie. The yeah, the scoops. That's the word I was looking for. All that, I, I, that is no longer a thing. Also, I should be glad, too, because at some point, I know that the NXT staffing was trying to get people to stop with uh, doing that stuff. So um, 
and people were mad about that, which I don't even understand how they would. What don't you understand about that? Like they don't want matches being recorded and stuff like that. But people were obviously mad because apparently they allowed it before, then they stopped allowing it. And people was like, "Well, that's not fair, whatever." But yeah, now it's live. Now all that stuff just goes to see, and we all just get to you know experience it um, uh, each and every Wednesday. So that's cool. Anyway, let's move forward to the topic because we definitely got a lot in there. What did did we talk about? Uh, well, did we talk about the returns this weekend? Y'all want to get in that really good? Not all the returns, some of the returns. Okay, go go for it. Go for it. This is your topic, so you definitely you go for this here. Well, it's it it's been a pretty interesting darn week, even outside of NXT. I mean, NXT, of course, we had Leo Rush show back up, Mm -hmm. but starting on starting on Sunday, let's see, let's break this down. So on Sunday, we had Luke Harper surface with Mm -hmm. Eric Rowan. And then you flip to the next night, you flip to Monday, you have Rusev show up, you have the Authors of Pain show up in some vignettes. Yep. Next night on SmackDown, you have Ric Flair, and you have Offset oh, show offset. up in a Ric Flair <laughs> With the Flair drip. <laughs> yep. With the Ric Flair drip on the blue brand. Yes, indeed. So every show this week had somebody return. And my God, if I didn't take that as a huge sign, that's just like... They sent out the email this weekend. I think Vince got on that computer and was like, all hands on deck. They are not playing. Everybody that yep. was like, oh, they they going to oh, – Luke Harper's upset. He going to oh, go to AEW. Oh, will, 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 will. Yeah, no. I definitely want to point the narrative to what you said on Twitter. I did see you tweet this. Yep. Uh, the, the, uh, the dirt sheets about everyone uh-huh. leaving and so forth. And, and you said some response that was so spot on about that. And it's legit true. Like every bit of rumor – that we're coming out saying this person's leaving and this person's not happy and this person's not going to be seen, blah, 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 blah. And like you said, it immediately became all hands on deck and dirt sheets suck it. Yep. They, they called everybody back, everyone's showing up, and hell, they all getting a push, too. Okay. <laughs> all look in good shape, they- too. Yeah, Leo Rush showed up last night, becomes number one contender to the cruiserweight title. It's like the the story of this week was, and heck, heck since Sasha Banks has shown back up, the story's become: if you're unhappy, go home for a bit. They'll bring you back in a better spot. <laughs> well, that's true. Not even Sasha Banks. The revival was the first instance of it, where the revival was apparently leaving and blah 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 blah. And then they come back, title picture, boom, and then yep. came uh, the OC came back. Mm-hmm. Title picture, b- championship, boom. So like, yeah, that's legit. Has been a theme for like the last like what month and some change or so forth. So mm-hmm. not you're you're absolutely right. Who is anybody missing? Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's the only one going to AEW for the premiere now. She's <laughs> it. <laughs> it. Everybody else, I, everyone, I guess maybe Sarah Logan. The two of them. The other half of the Riot Squad. I mean, otherwise, I think everyone else... Ruby's still hurt, though, right? Yeah, yeah Ruby's, Ruby's still hurt. hurt. Yeah. Okay. She's on Instagram. But yeah, she, she told me she's out for... We know why she's out. But little Liv Morgan, she ain't shown up yet. That's the only one. She'd probably show up this week. Wait, now that we're talking about these returns, I, uh, the Rusev return, just... That, 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 that kind was of the weirdest off. one. That was that odd. Was, yeah. Dude, like, shredded... They, 
My God. Yeah, he's, well, he's he looked really shape. bronze. He looked really bronze, you know, really tan. And I'm like, you've been sitting on the sun for a little bit with Lana. That's cool. But yep. now you're part of a not the father, Maury Povich angle, potentially. So, <laughs> oh, great. Soap operas are back, baby. I'm right. buying it. I am buying it. I really want to know who the true father is. So, uh, and I think it's Rusev, to be honest. I really do think it's Rusev. It's going to be Vince McMahon saying, it was me all along. <laughs> Again. The genetic Again. jackhammer, baby. <laughs> oh, yep. Maria. Oh, yes. Do you think they're going to, like, introduce somebody? I don't, who could it be? Fandango? I don't know. Or Can Drew. I... You haven't seen Drew McIntyre in a while. Oh, <laughs> no, no, dude. They do that. Just no, no. I get a screen protector for my TV if that happened because I'm throwing my controller right at it. There's, there's no way they'd go there. <laughs> so I know how funny was Ricochet's face when they were like Ricochet. Oh my father. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Like yeah. re raggy, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> Scooby Doo coming also, out in April or May. Also, Casey Catanzaro doing a reaction video to that. Is absolutely everything that we didn't know that we needed that that we absolutely must have. It was if y'all ain't seen it, it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, good for Maria Canellas for uh, creating interesting and uh, just being a focal point right now while even being pregnant. So no matter if you like it or not, I think it's cool for her to still keep herself relevant. And by all means, no matter what this current generation of people saying she is absolutely somebody that has put in the time has done all the ups and downs so no matter what seeing her still uh, continue to be relevant is absolutely um, amazing and then mike obviously um as well for wwe can for wwe being supportive of him and him staying uh, strong in his mm-hmm. supporty He's looking in good physique. We see him each and every week on TV. Good for that guy because it seems like a given, but he could crash at any moment. And the fact that he's staying strong and on TV and doing something with his wife, hella good props and kudos to them too, 100%. Uh, let's get into our last... <sighs> well, if Will comments wasn't the most controversial comments of the week... Uh... <laughs> someone, someone took the heat off me. <laughs> Which I don't really mind. That's okay. I, I, I don't have them exactly up. So if you have them up. I right. have. Okay, go for it. Okay, so we're, we're talking about one Kenneth Omega, the cleaner. <laughs> so Kenny Omega did, did an interview. And it's I guess there's actual video of it. Yeah, there's actually talk. It's on what sports Kita, I guess. Kenny Omega talks AEW All Out Jericho and the Wednesday Night Wars. So there's a video. It's on YouTube. It's not hard to find. But the interesting part is comments he made about how the All Elite Wrestling Show will feature quote real stars, not mm. developmental talent. End quote. Mm. <laughs> so. He starts it out like that, and then he gets into it in this manner. Quote, you can call it a war if you want. It's like, to me, we're in a completely different kind of business. I mean, what they're doing is different from what we're doing. It's weird, because it's hard to say you're going to war with people that I call my friends, he explained. Okay, then he goes on. And yet, 
we are going to war. And yet when I sit back and look at the grand picture, I'm going to war with these dudes that if we were on the same show together, the same promotion, let's pretend there were no borders. Let's pretend there was no promotions. Let's just pretend there was just one big promotion. If these guys were on the same show as me, they'd be in the dark match. They'd be in the opening match of my main event match. End quote. Mm. Very interesting uh, quote there. Very interesting sentiment. And a sentiment that I think we've heard recently from uh, other guys like uh, Seth Rollins. And that was met with a bit of a backlash. So that's why I found most interesting about this. Because once again, we got someone saying, hey, me and my guys, me and my friends, our company, we're the best. I think we're the best. And if you're not with us, you're against us. And we're better than you. And when Seth Rollins said that, Oh, 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 that did that did not go over well. So now we got the other side saying the exact same thing in, you know, oh, so many words. So I don't know. Thoughts, guys. Kenny's got a Kenny's, you know, stirring, stirring the pot, getting ready for the show in two weeks. I, I can't say I blame him. I think the most the biggest thing that jumped out to me is like, well, you're not main event. And heck, you're not even winning matches on your show. right now. So, <laughs> you, you, you were in the second match on a double or nothing. So I mean, all out, all out. So also, I just want to remind everybody, like when you're talking about roster for roster now, now let's just go to the very, very bottom of I got to pull this up real quick. I just want at the very, very bottom of NXT. Just throw some names out there. When I say bottom, obviously not by just just because they're still oh, developing. Mendoza. Mendoza. Who? Oh, yeah. Like, who? <laughs> I'm, I was thinking hard, too. It's on the bottom. Okay, so I, I was gonna say Aaliyah. Oh, Aaliyah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Aaliyah's ever won a match in the in NXT. She she has just oh, not she has. very pretty. Hey, she was on the first show. She, she was, was. on the first show. Yeah, she was. That was the thing. Uh, okay, so you talk about you take that roster and then you take uh, AEW, and I think the bottom AEW is probably got to be I don't know Marco Stunt, right? You can't really make you can't make statements like that when you do have when, when you do have people coming up and that's still learning as such as his as if you're saying like AEW roster is supposed to be so far superior to what WWE has because that's by far is the biggest reach of all time like that's that's not impossible but then yes let's look at the top tier of people I think DiJack made a very good statement and he's absolutely damn right about that 2007 battle of uh battle of um Los Angeles battle of Los Angeles that ultimately got Keith Lee and DiJack signed but absolutely was the match of that weekend that everyone talked about and no one else can contest that cuz that's by far mean so when you talk about match for match quality them two together might might be able to put on a hot match thing any combination of what anybody AEW could do. I just I just think that making a statement like that is just yeah, I get it. You 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 want to create the buzz and or spark the war, but like that's that's a very, very, very like unpopular hot take coming from Mr. Kenny Omega, if you ask me. I just cannot get behind it by any means. It's it's just very interesting. But once again, when you think about it, I mean what else is he going to say? He's going to try to do whatever he can to get more viewers to try to look at his show or put his show on top. So it's like it is very interesting, but I'm not surprised because you're going to see more of these shots coming in throughout the week. Um, that's going to just, just spark interest of what uh, AEW is going to do. Um, we'll see how dynamite it can be. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that, that was that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> Still, the right. came in there hot. Mm. 
tick, tick, boom, as my man Mar Ronaldo would have said right there. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he pulled Like, that. okay, here, here's my thing with just AEW in general when they try to stir the pot in their own way. It makes them sound like bigger douches than what a lot of internet fans perceive them to be. They are, they are, everyone complains about the AEW fan base, about how they're like, you know, the, the, the frat boys or, you know, the, the, the bullet club, all the jazz. Then they go online. The Bucks have done this. Cody stepped in it a few times. And now Kenny's stepping in poop. And it's like, <laughs> y'all don't understand what it is to, to market yourselves in a way where it's, breeding good competition it's like they're cutting a wrestling promo when they're not trying to cut a wrestling promo and and you and and me as a fan i'm saying actually your promotion is really not that great it's top heavy mid cards meh women are underneath that part of the mid card what else you got so you trying to throw salvos at nxt which to me if you put the roster side by side is still leaps above AEW when you get past the top-heavy part of it. You have no leg to stand on. And yes, I get it. He's trying to draw up interest for, for when they finally go live on television. No, this ain't it, Chief. Like, that, that's how I look at it. Like, no, you're just sounding really petulant. And to be quite honest, you like we just said, you were second match at one of your pay-per-views. <laughs> Stop it. Just stop talking for five minutes, AEW, and just let your actions speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the th- shows are th- the shows are sold out. You got the deal. Sounds like they're trying to move for a third hour now to put it on Bleacher Report Live. So, like, yeah, you got everything moving forward. I mean, wrestling fans are happy. We're still enthused. But why? Why create the rupture when the idea is that everyone there's something for everyone to watch? And now it's just like I mean, come on now. Calling calling your friends developmental talent, that's not right. That's you're not, not right. you're you're not like we've said the last few weeks leading up to this move to USA. The moment NXT got on USA, it ceased to be a developmental brand at that point. Mm-hmm. It becomes a full-fledged yeah. third, third brand. brand. It's on national yep. TV. That is not a developmental show. And heck, the biggest issue we've had all year with NXT is that the roster had so much depth. They didn't have the time to feature a ton of great people that you just couldn't get to in an hour. So like we were saying, if you want to put the rosters against each other, the issue with NXT has been you got so many people stocked up waiting in the wings that can go that just haven't had the opportunity to do it. Whereas Damien was just saying it, the the AEW roster is very top heavy. You got your top five or six guys and then it's a sharp drop from there. To the next level. So, yeah, the timing of the comments isn't the best coming off a show where you were just in the second match and you lost. And then, yeah, I get it. You're trying to stir the pot. You want to get whatever publicity you can. But there's ways you can put the focus on AEW and claim you have a superior product or you have hotter talent or fresher talent or a cooler look or something. There's ways you can do that without calling out the other side and drawing attention to them. Coke don't need to talk about Pepsi. Coke talks <laughs> about how great Coke is. Right. Yeah. You know? And and I get that 100%, but these, you know how sometimes these guys are, they try to be the assholes and they try to think being an asshole is a cool guy on the block. So it's like, I, I get it, but I think they're doing this still purposely just to try to get that heel heat from the internet fans because sometimes the 
fans love it when the bad guys come out. And when you think about the old NWO days or what the Fiend is doing, and technically it's all heel work, but those the, the adult market that they're trying to get loves that heel work. So it it does it just doesn't surprise me. But I, I agree, you know, have that good competition where just let your action speak for itself. But it still doesn't surprise me that they're going to try to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's just I I I don't feel like it's necessary at at this point now. Like like let let your show do the talking. You guys are good, then you know put on a presentation and and show why you you're better than your rival and or you're gonna win the war, whatever it is. But like internet stuff or just comments like that, I I don't know. I, I, again, this is I, I would have been fine. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say I would have been fine, but like if it was just that bottom at the second part of that interview instead of the beginning part saying like friends of mine's like but on the same time you know what i mean like well you you know what 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 was really rich to me about it the more i thought about it i just remembered this this is really rich coming from a guy who had a temper tantrum online when evolve was suddenly put on the network directly against the fight for the fallen show when he suddenly is like that's a dirty trick that's not cool it's like dude Mm -hmm. You don't get to cry about that kind of crap if you're going to pull this. So you don't get to have it both ways. You can't cry and say WWE's playing dirty tricks on us and counter-programming us, and that's not fair, and then be like, no, we're in a war, we're in a war and we're better, and you guys are, are nothing. No, it don't, mm-hmm. it don't go both ways, dude. He, he's playing two sides of the coin here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, again, we're going to be in the building for the show, um, and it is what it is. We're, we're they're sold out in DC. I think they're sold out in Philly, and mm-hmm. every other place they're sold out. And plenty of people are going to be watching it on TV. So, like, this, you know, just just do the thing. Like, do what y'all going to do, and that's that's that. You know, and yeah, plus, and plus too, they got an uphill battle to go. Like, they got to get all this together. They got to make sure. That uh, the production is where they want yep. to be, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, being able to put on a live show, uh, a weekly television TV. show, yeah, weekly two hours, working, they gotta deliver every week, working through commercials, you know, stuff like that. You know, have to do, you know, operating, uh, not operating, but working the hard cam properly, which has been a very underratedly, yet very important thing that they've been failing at miserably. Um, and, and previous, uh, their pay-per-view shows, like, especially ladder matches. Like if you watch the ladder match, like, <laughs> or interest, or even the interests too of the battle Royal, like we, we talked about another show, they got a lot of stuff they got to do. And like, we're not experts and we understand that this, this is new, uh, new for them. And everyone just wants to see everyone do better, <laughs> but in friendly competition, not tearing each other down because again all these guys come from the same thing the road yeah. trips the fifteen dollars mm-hmm. and promises and so forth so like no now that there's opportunities everywhere let's not get brand new <laughs> let's not get brand new at all you know what i mean and, so, and some of these people <laughs> and some of these people have significant others on respective brands too yeah so <laughs> kenny omega did you just call dr Britt baker's husband in a developmental? Is that what you're saying? Because uh, I don't think she would appreciate that shade that you're throwing over there, too, which is going to be the most important thing outside of beyond this wrestling thing. It's, it's her uh, it's, it's, it's her uh, significant other. So, 
you know, stuff like that. People ain't thinking about it because at some point, I can imagine somebody saying something disrespectful to somebody else's uh, person. And that causes friction. They don't want to do that, you know? So, um, anything else we need to cover? Because we're up on our hour mark as time is quickly flown by. But the else? Sasha Banks Chronicle was pretty good. Um, here's the thing. A lot of you may not know this. I've been working in the mental health field pretty much my whole adult life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I have clients. I've been a therapist. So I, I know the value of taking the break when you're mentally not happy. But there's just something, not not about her story that smells fishy. It's the fact that WWE wanted to kind of highlight the fact mm-hmm. that she was burnt out. Just to have her make this triumphant return to wrestling, and I'm thinking, as a as a corporation, you're highlighting the fact that you're burning one of your biggest stars out, yep. only for her to come back because you said, okay, go ahead and take all the rest you need. And to Will's earlier point about, hey, we're not going to use you. Go take a break, and then they come back with a renewed push. That's not a good model down the road for for mental health for for performers. Uh, mm-hmm. going forward and that very was the point. one negative takeaway i took from it it felt very like you know when a corporate office does the sexual harassment training mm-hmm. and you're thinking are you doing this because you care or just because you don't want to get sued mm-hmm. right are you, are you covering your ass or is it you're actually covering the, the ass and that's what right. i got from watching it like i loved sasha's point of view i love the fact that because I've, I've been there where I, you know the quote-unquote lost my smile we're like, you know what? I don't think I got it anymore. I need to take a break. And she came back, and now you get this renewed push and this whole, if you come back and don't go to AEW, we'll do something with you, as right. evidenced with the revival, Luke Harper, so on and so forth. But that's what I got from it. I got from the negative standpoint of it was WWE doing their video on, we'll let you take a break to rest your mental health, even though we're the ones that gave you the mental health issues probably to start with. Right. <laughs> I think it's a combination of that. I think also, I think they're very into right now, when she made the comments about the rumors about her and Bailey throwing a tantrum at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. specifically bringing up those reports, and then specifically bringing up the reports of them making a scene back at the hotel, and how she specifically made a point of going into how none of that was true. I think there's a definite move being made in WWE right now to push back against internet rumors when they can yeah. do it. I yeah, think yeah. they're I think they're getting off on that right now between all these people returning. And then that Sasha Chronicle, I think there's definitely an attitude there where they're like, well, we can get our shots in and like take our shots at the Ryan Satins and the Dave Meltzers of the world or the Brad Shepherds, <laughs> folks making stuff up, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. When we can get our we, we can get our digs in on them. Let's get our digs in. Why not? Mm-hmm. There seems to be a bunch of that going on in the last like couple weeks. It's become <laughs> more and more point. noticeable, and I, and a part of that might be just because the idea with what's about to go down. Yep. It's like they're probably like, look, if if you're not going to be, I think they I think they kind of want to put people on notice that like, look, we're going into a very exciting time, and you're going to have people reaching out to you on both sides that are kind of kind of be looking for stuff and looking for some favors and looking for some favorable coverage. You better be honest. 
you better you better be straight up about stuff because who knows how all this is going to shake out in the coming months. And right. if only one side is left standing in the end, you might not end up on the winning side. And we know what happens when uh, it, it, we've seen how things went down in the 90s when mm-hmm. WCW went under. And you mm-hmm. literally had Vince McMahon come out on Raw on the final Nitro and just list off names of people as like, should Buff Bagwell get a job? <laughs> <laughs> what about Double J? And it's like, he was dead serious. He, he was. Don't forget, he will hold a grudge. <laughs> so keep that in mind, folks. Keep that in mind in the coming weeks. <laughs> if you're uh, running a dirt sheet, if you're running a news site, if you're reporting rumors, keep that in mind. <laughs> and I find it funny how I feel like Shepard's been the one that's kind of this like more defiant, but whenever Satin's name gets brought up, he goes underground and you don't hear from him at all for like two <laughs> weeks. And then he's like, is it Turtles okay to out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is someone else getting the hit now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he always does that. And and the other day, I think he just retweeted something briefly. And then he went right back into the hiding space. So I'm just like, this is what happens when you you run with the story that may not be fully corroborated, and you're just like clicks, just want the clicks, the scoops, yeah. and and you're right. I think the culture of scoops and breaking the stories and treating wrestling as if it's like sensationalized journalism, I think it's going to stop a little bit. It's going to cut down a little bit where we're not treating wrestling like TMZ, where it's going to be more, especially with the Fox move, mm-hmm. more sports-based, where there's studio shows like a first take for for WWE on Fox, you know, or or speak for yourself or something like that. Bernie where, Young's supposed to be hosting it or whatever it's going to be. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I think that's going to start the the disillusion or dissolving of dirt sheets and, and scoops. And thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man, it sounds like we're getting back to the days of just enjoying it because so much everywhere a little bit of something for everybody at some point. Let's just have fun with it. And, I and think... the hotline. We're going to go back to the 99 hotline. Like me. Oh, 1-900-909-9900. 9900. That damn WCW 9 line will be burned into my memory till the day I die. You cannot forget 909-9900. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Indeed. Way back there. Well, yeah, before we end the show, I just want to say one thing. It is King uh, Baron Corbin later. Yeah. Man. Long as y'all know that. I knew it was going to happen. I'm glad yep. we're here. <laughs> the and King I'm- Corbin era has begun. We just need to get him out of that damn Applebee's manager uniform. <laughs> no, he's going to keep that. <laughs> he's still going to make the margarita somewhere. Right, exactly. Especially if it's dollar margarita. Hey. <laughs> But good for, right, well, good for this good for this being a Chad Gable kind of renaissance yeah, and resurgence. That, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. The fact that they had him come out and just beat the crap out of Corbin after with the scepter, stomped on the crown, which again shows that they don't care about the King of the Ring as a aesthetic. <laughs> you know, it's just a title. But this is going to allow, hopefully, uh, Chad Gable, who I've often compared to Brett Owen Hardish, you know, to take that next step where where I honestly believe he belongs. So I think this is a bigger boon 
long term for for Chad Gable more so than Baron Corbin because he's always going to be around to annoy the hell out of people. This is this is Gable's spot now to say plucky underdog. No one likes you, Corbin. You know, mm-hmm. just that low hanging fruit to to kind of get to maybe a mid card title or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. I promise. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, is there anything else we want to make sure we touch upon before we put a seal on this one? I'm I'm good on I've had head. enough heat today. <laughs> oh, okay. So I got one more. Sorry, sorry. I got one more. RCA Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At the oh. did, you Center. did you get an offer? Are you going to be I their did. announcer or referee? I did get an offer to be a broadcaster for RCA Wrestling. They want to sign me for $4,000 a month. Damn. Nice. Nice. To be one of their broadcasters. Uh, Staple Center. Staple Center is calling. At Staple Center, yeah. Staples. <laughs> you know what's funny about that story? It's like uh, the internet trolls are going to continue to do stuff like that because people recognize it and giving them the attention that they want. It's like it's like hackers, like the hackers who do like Target, PlayStation Network, and like Xbox Live, like they don't mean no harm, but they love the fact that they're saying like we did that, and everyone's talking about us. And more and more, these wrestling trolls about you know fake uh, companies now. I mean, they they done upped it now. I mean, they're on Doctor Love level now of like having a fake. If y'all know who Doctor Love is, that's the little boy that was a uh, he had his own uh, medical clinic down in Miami. Mm-hmm. It was practicing, yeah. Um, but now, now they they it went from just uh, it went from just uh, asking for favors to wrestlers, like asking everybody the same thing. I forgot what they were asking for, like something random, like a picture of their butt or some crazy shit like that. I don't know. Now that it's full blown starting promotions and what the side people and everybody's giving these people the attention, and it's going to continue to happen. So, like you know. Just stay tuned because there's, there's gonna be another one. It'll be another a next wave of this happening soon. But it, it's it's entertaining. I I, I gotta laugh. Yeah, it's it. hilarious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and whoever's doing that, like, geez, if you got that much time, like, help me do my graphics or something because I hate doing that shit. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> help me. <laughs> I'll pay you three thousand dollars a month. How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think we. I think we for sure covered everything. And um, again, you know, we're here each and every Thursday is where we're recording. I think we released a show on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Patreons can get it just a day early um, and other exclusive content coming up. Um, You know, I'm big into the con world. So as New York Comic Con approaches the first week of October, there will be some very, very interesting things happening there. Um, so, you know, where to find that at, uh, but other than that, uh, for our weekly Thursday episodes in the absence of Jamal, the giant crab in the presence of Damien, salty G, uh, silly sellers and two noble heat. <laughs> <Mahoney>. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week.